Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Purdue Cyber Apprenticeship Program podcast. This podcast explores the world of cybersecurity apprenticeships through interviews and panel discussions by industry experts. The Purdue Cyber Apprenticeship Program was developed in response to the federal government's desire to fill an industry need of more than 500,000 cybersecurity jobs in the U.S. This innovative program provides a path to higher education, certifications, and cybersecurity on-the-job learning through apprenticeships aimed to serve at least 5,000 students by 2023. For more information, visit purdue.edu pcap. In this episode, we are joined by representatives from the National Minority Supplier Development Council and manager of the U.S. Naval Surface Warfare Center. Our panelists discuss the need for more supplier diversity in government contracts and the importance of having highly skilled cyber staff to protect U.S. resources. Welcome to the Purdue Cyber Apprenticeship Podcast. Hello, I'm Dr. Jeannie Amberger from Purdue University. I am the Executive Director for the Purdue Cyber Apprenticeship Program, affectionately known as PCAP. Today, I come to you during unprecedented times as our nation reports malicious cyberware activity costing the U.S. economy between 57 to as much as $109 billion. In today's discussion, you will hear from PCAP's Assistant Director of Minority and Women Engagement, Doreen Gonzalez-Gaboyan, on an initiative being rolled out to support the advancement of minority business enterprises. The program brings together academia, national networks, and federal agencies. The goal of the program is to form a strategic partnership that will advance the growth of minority businesses and women in cybersecurity. The program brings activities needed to develop a cyber-ready MBE. The program, PCAP, will play a critical role as a dedicated partner to support the education and training needs required by minority business owners and enterprises. I am very excited to support these efforts and look forward to a robust program that will help prepare our pipeline of both people and companies to be ready and equipped to defend our great nation. Thank you and enjoy the next session. Hi, I'm James Britton with the Purdue Cyber Apprenticeship Program, and today we'll be hearing from an esteemed panel who are coming together to help support our nation's issues related to cybersecurity. In particular, they will discuss growing the cyber workforce and contractors who do business with the U.S. Department of Defense in order to support the needs of our nation's agenda for cybersecurity. Today's discussion will also give us a glimpse of a unique program being developed to support the growth of minority business enterprises and their access to Department of Defense opportunities. So today we have four panelists. I'd like to introduce them briefly. First, we have Maria Prince, Vice President for the National Minority Supplier Development Council Academy. Thanks for joining us today, Maria. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do? Well, thank you and thanks for having me. I, I really believe in this program. I can't wait to get it started. What I do for the NMSDC is I am the vice president and I lead our training and development area. I also lead the areas that develop business opportunities for our minority business owners. Um, I also am involved in a lot of the work that we do to make sure they have capital to uh, which to grow their business. And so um, pretty much what I do is services to MBEs and also services to our corporate members. Next up, we have Philip Beretta, 
He is Executive Vice President for the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council. Thanks for joining us today, Phil. Could you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Good afternoon, all. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, Chicago Minority Supply Development Council, it's uh, uh, actually the birth of this national organization. So we're celebrating our almost 54th year in existence. And my responsibility, very much like Maria, is to help minority-owned companies uh, build capacity and actually do business with large corporations. So we have our three-legged stools with basically ourselves, uh, the corporations, and the NDEs. Uh, as being an NGO, obviously, we want to make sure that we support those minorities. Uh, and one of the things that this program that we have is basically doing this. So I look forward to this as Maria and the rest of the group is. Thank you, Phil. Next, we have Larry Fink. He is division manager at Naval Surface Warfare Center, Crane, where he oversees expeditionary command control, communications, intelligence, and cyber. Thanks for joining us today, Larry. Could you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Sure. Yeah, thank you for having me here. So what we do specifically in my division is we provide technical leadership for command control communication systems, for tactical communications, intelligence systems, software, and cyber. And what this is, is a full life cycle systems engineering, design, a hardware, integration, uh, evaluation, um, cognitive spectrum awareness, acquisition, and logistics support for the uh, Surface Warfare Expeditionary Systems Division, or department, excuse me, um, for Crane. So I am one of about 22 uh, division managers. I believe that's the number now that we have at Crane um, that uh, has uh, several uh, contracting organizations, uh, industry partners working for us, and uh, several, uh, again, government uh, SMEs that provide cybersecurity services for the warfighter. Great. Thanks for joining us today, Larry. Sure. And Thank finally, you. Finally, we have Doreen Gonzalez-Gaboyan. She is Assistant Director for Women and Minority Outreach and Engagement for Purdue University Cyber Apprenticeship Program. Welcome, Doreen. Thank you, James. And thanks for hosting this outstanding uh, podcast. Uh, looking forward to it. So I am the Assistant Director uh, for Minority and Women Engagement for the Purdue uh, Cyber Apprenticeship Program. Uh, today, most of my responsibility for the program is to make sure and ensure that women and minorities have access to this unique program that uh, was launched about six months ago through Purdue University. The main, the main uh, purpose of the program is to uh, stand up um, cyber uh, apprenticeship programs across the U.S. and also to uh, make sure that we have candidates within uh, the system that have are there both um, you know candidates that have a large um, background in cybersecurity and some that are just entering into the cybersecurity workforce. So uh, look forward to the conversation and talking more about the program. Thank you. Great. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Now turning the table to Doreen uh, to frame this for us, can you provide us some background on the need for growing our cyber workforce and the need for more uniquely positioned small businesses to participate in this national solution? So I think um, everyone's really aware of um, our national issues related to cyber, cyber attacks um, across the nation. I mean, we're all digitally connected these days. I mean, everything that we do has a device that has digital connection where data is being analyzed and shared across the nation. 
So when we talk about uh, the need for cybersecurity uh, within the workforce, um, within uh, industry and within the federal government, it's really um, a, a national issue of, of security and safety for our nation. So um, the chairman's report um, last year for the cyberspace uh, Solarium Commission stated that our entire life, our paychecks, our healthcare, electricity, our infrastructure, all um, rely on networks. Um, our country has lost billions of dollars in nation states um, you know, through the stealing of intellectual property through cyber espionage. So some of our major um, cyber attacks um, in the future could be, you know, national infrastructure, uh, cyber attacks um, and attacks on our um, economic systems across the United States. So these um, attacks continue to be highlighted across the US with uh, reports that come out, um, it seems almost weekly now from our leaders in, in national security. So uh, recently, the National Cyber Security Workforce found that um, one of the almost, um, uh, if it's not the attack, but it's our lack of uh, qualified workforce to help to uh, support um, institutions like you know the federal government uh, and their various services, um, and, and the having the lack of the cybersecurity workforce. Uh, is, is rates high in, in a lot of these reports. So there was also um, a recent report by the um, uh, Department of Defense Small Business Strategy, and it really stated that unless, um, unless, unless that small business strategy aligns with uh, the national defense strategy, we're gonna miss the opportunity uh, to collaborate together, but really miss the opportunity to protect our nation. So. Uh, it's, it's really paramount that we, as um, these individuals uh, on the panel today, work together to solve some of these issues. It's really imperative that we continue to put um, dis discussions, but also to actually put plans in action. After months long of uh, having discussions on where we needed to be with uh, the national network and with the Department of Defense and with the university. So it's really bringing those three organizations together to roll out programs that in essence will shore up our MBEs uh, to do business with, with the Department of Defense. So um, that's sort of the background on where this came from. And the affiliate uh, has been a close colleague for many years. I was an MBE for quite, uh, quite a few years, 15 years, and had um, quite a close collaboration with the Chicago affiliate. So I'm glad to be back in that world and, and working on a national level as well with, with Maria Prince. So if I could just sort of start, um, my, and my work uh, recently um, with the Cyber Apprenticeship Program has really put me in close contact with uh, NSWC Crane and Larry in particular and the leadership there at Crane to talk about cyber, to talk about what the needs were for uh, cyber education, and, and then we got into a long discussion about not just cyber education, but also um, how we can sort of wrap in some of the initiatives that we're doing with uh, council and bring those to the forefront and connect the dots between NSWC Crane and, and a lot of the initiatives that they do. So Larry, um, you play um, a very important role at Crane 
And I know this because I, I not just by your title, but uh, in conversations and in meetings that I've been in, I know how, how you and what you do in your division really impacts our nation and our national security. So I, I know you can't tell us everything, but if you can just give us a, a really an overview of what your role is at NSWC Crane and how you uh, find um, cyber apprenticeships and, and the need for small business, sort of you know, wrap that up if you can. Sure. So thank you, Doreen. You hit the nail on the head there. There's a, a huge cybersecurity, um, I'm going to say shortfall, not just within the Department of Defense, uh, but within industry in general. And we have seen over the past um, several years now, I, I remember uh, back kind of dating myself a little bit, that um, cybersecurity was once a, a word that wasn't spoken a lot. And now, as you said, we hear it all the time. Um, especially from uh, from incidents that that end up happening. So basically, what we do um, and the things that we look for uh, in our cyber professionals, um, there there are quite a few things. So um, staying current on technologies, methods of protection, cyber tools, tactical employment uh, in these areas specifically for for the government and for the warfighter, and specifically the kind of individuals that we look for both in our industry and in our, our academic partners, our academia, are those that are knowledgeable of CIT, our, uh, cyber IT workforce, uh, the cyber security workforce, which is different if you, if you take the word apart, right? We have the IT and then the cyber security part. And then if you look at the, the cyber effects um, workforce or the people that work in cyber effects, um, the intelligence workforce being cyber specific in those areas, and and then any cyberspace enablers that we have, and when we say cyberspace enablers, uh, people that can actually create the environments uh, with which all the others operate in. So those are the type of individuals that, that we look for. Um, those are the kind of individuals that uh, we go to industry for, um, we go to academia for, and again, working along with you and putting together the cyber curriculum that Purdue has, been, has done, again, all the heavy lifting for, and we're the ones that are taking advantage of it. Um, it's really great to see that Purdue is, is, doing, is doing this for us, and it is much needed out here um, as we continue to, to move forward, uh, not just within my division, but within uh, my organization at Crane in general. So um, also, uh, what I, um, and thank you for that and, and for mm -hmm. the background, there's, there's also those other discussions that, that we've had, you know, several times, and when we talk about the need for the industrial base. So it's it's uh, the defense industrial base and they're, they're quote unquote called the dibs. And these guys are your primes and your subs and they do, mm -hmm. they do, they do a lot of, of this effort to protect our national, um, you know, warfighter uh, for NSWC Crane and as well as the NAVCs across the nation. So um, tell us a little bit because I think the audience is gonna wanna know um, it's great that you're working with an academic institution uh, like Purdue University, but there's also the other piece of it where the national network, um, the National uh, Minority Supplier Development Council has seen that um, uh, apprenticeships and the need and the lack of uh, MBEs and the lack of small business in general to support the defense industry. So, and in particular, in our discussion today is cyber. 
So if you can just give the audience a little bit of uh, a snapshot on once you identify, you know, what the need is for NSWC Crane, you know, based on your mission uh, critical areas in cyber, how do you reach out to Primes uh, to do that work? And can you tell us a little bit about how Primes work with subs? And I know it, everything is in the competitive world, so I'm really not asking you to talk uh, from a perspective of a small business deputy, but from a perspective of how you rely on your industrial base to do the critical work that they need to be doing in cybersecurity. Sure. So the primes that we have here have been awarded their contracts based, as you say, on a competitive basis. And what those primes normally do, um, whoever wins the award, it's usually out there on the Federal Business Opportunities um, uh, website there to go ahead and look and see what we're doing. What they do is they look within to see what security or what cyber, um, specifically in this case, workforce that they have. And all of our contracts um, that, I, that I work with have a small business requirement. So one of the things that we encourage our, our primes to do, and also some of the subs that we know that are not currently included in our contracts, is to network back and forth with one another to make sure that their skill sets are known uh, to primes. Um, if they develop a new uh, skill set, especially in the cybersecurity arena, uh, that information is, is brought forward. Um, so one of the things that we face as the government is we, we face a, a hiring um, allocation that we meet rather rapidly to bring people on board. And up front, this, this limits our number, um, and that forces us to rely on, on the industrial base. So the industrial base is a huge part of what we do. We have to have the partnerships there. Um, I do believe that there has been a lack of uh, maybe some of our primes understanding or knowing who is is really out there and who has the capability and skills to be able to do that. So I highly encourage anybody that is looking uh, to get into defense to uh, to look at the federal business opportunities that are coming out. So look at the primes that are uh, usually uh, um, uh, big hitters in this and to go ahead and make their services known. Uh, additionally, and I have I have sat through many a uh, a, a pitch or presentation from uh, from different companies that say, hey, you know, just wanted to get a chance to talk to you and to let you know of our capabilities. And sometimes um, what happens is is that we say, okay, we didn't know that you exist. Um, our need is currently being met by this organization who has this contract. Let me put you in touch with and to see if there's any synergy between between the two companies. So we can't tell primes or, or subs who to team with or what to do or or, uh, or to how to get together with one another. But um, again, there are businesses out there, especially minority businesses. Um, I, I was a business owner at one point in time, a small business owner, and I know the difficulties that it has breaking into uh, to large government business or into government business in general. But again, getting your capabilities out there, what you do, how you do it, and then knowing the needs. So uh, don't be afraid to reach out to us. We can definitely say, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, and you can say, this is what we do as a, as a business. I'm definitely willing to, to entertain that. But that's usually the course of action that we take. Well, that, that is um, a perfect segue into bringing Maria Prince uh, into the conversation. So. One of the things that, um, that I realized um, as a MBE was that there was a really a silo kind of effect with um, different uh, organizations 
within the DOE, DOD, meaning that they all didn't go to market the same way to find their, their small business partners. So what we're trying to do with this initiative and create um, a cyber ready MBE is to take out um, that silo activities that are happening or try to address them on the federal level and to give um, the federal agencies uh, access to the MBEs. And so that's where Maria Prince, um, her expertise has been in many years and uh, your background before working with, um, with the national network is from corporation, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I, I spent quite a few years in corporate America on the strategic sourcing side. So I understand what Larry was saying about trying to find qualified MBEs for particular categories. So now, now you find yourself squarely in the role of addressing that, but sort of the, on the support side of things. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think what I've appreciated most about Maria and Phil as well is that they're action driven. So what I wanna um, ask Maria about is, so the initiatives that um, have been stood up in the past with a with a, the council and, and some of the things that has happened in the past to support building MBE capacity. So this is where, you know, Larry's only gonna be interested, you know, in working with uh, MBEs that are qualified. Uh, and then, you know, as we get into the deeper conversations about the cyber maturity model um, mm -hmm. that has now hit the market, um, meaning there's even more of a barrier now for small business. So if you can like, maybe give us some example of how uh, the affiliate on a national scale has, you know, reached out and built capacity for MBEs. So that way it sort of gives the audience a framework on why, why actually are we having this discussion and can we actually do this? Can we actually bring these partners together to shore up MBEs, you know, increase their capacity and give them over to individuals like Larry and, and his contracting people to take a look at? Well, I'm glad you asked that. And that is something that we've been doing. Uh, Phil mentioned the 50 plus years of NMSDC, and we have been doing exactly what you're talking about for a number of years with corporate members that belong to the organization, as well as government agencies that are looking for minority businesses. And one of the things that we do for minority businesses that I think the audience should know is that we make sure by certifying them as minority, that when you do business with the, the businesses that are in our network, you know that they're minority businesses. Oftentimes, you know, through growth, acquisition, equity, or whatever, some of these businesses become non-minority or they become majority businesses and you don't always know that they're minority. So if you're trying to hit targets, if you're trying to target specific communities, one of the things that we make sure of is that they are minority certified and we do that certification every year. In addition to that, one of the main things that we do and have been doing is training and development. We're constantly looking for ways to develop our MBEs into white space areas, to growing categories, to growing industries. And we do a lot of work with our industry groups of which we have 13. And we're constantly talking about the state of their industries. Where are they spending dollars? Where are they gonna be retraction in dollars? And what is the area that they find that they don't have enough MBEs and we target our training development and our capacity building, not only to the areas that are growing, but areas that are white space where we don't have enough MBE. So that's what really excites me about the cybersecurity program is that I see this as white space, especially after COVID, many of our MBEs who were 
doing staffing, who are doing just IT development that have a strong aptitude for technology have had to start to pivot. And I think this is a perfect pivot for them. And so what we're gonna be doing at NMSDC, like we do with all industries, is we're developing programming to support them in that pivot to make sure that they're ready, whether they're a small business or whether they're a larger business and just need a few things to make them ready to do business with the government. And so as we talk right now, our national conference is going on. You're watching this as part of the national conference. And I want you to know that a lot of those industry sessions that we're talking to, they have brought up cyber, whether they're in food and beverage or uh, oil and gas or retail, they all have cyber, is cyber issues, cybersecurity needs. So that's been coming a lot, coming up a lot in our industry sessions. And I'm sure it's going to come up a lot during the conference. Yeah. And so thank you for that. So it's interesting. Uh, a few months ago before COVID, um, I had a chance to develop or attend a leadership um, uh, your summit and mm -hmm. had a chance to talk to uh, your leaders across your network. Uh, and then I was invited to uh, Toyota for mm -hmm. one of the affiliates, um, uh, a yearly rollout of our yearly report out, I guess, of all their activities and in talking with the corporations that were there. So there was corporations and businesses that were there. The corporations, they're used to the partnership, right? So they're used to working with your MBEs mm -hmm. to build, you know, contracting opportunities and things like that. I mean, that's all in their corporate byline or bylaws or whatever mm -hmm. it is to make sure that they include MBEs. So what we're trying to do here is we're trying to do the same thing with uh, the defense, uh, uh, the Department of Defense and, and federal contracting, things like that. So um, the program, as we, as we see it now, it's really in its infant stages. So it's building a program that'll have tracks uh, tied to it that'll give uh, MBEs access to education, give MBEs access to resources as we identify them, and also give MBEs access to our corporate partners that have mm -hmm. need of MBEs uh, to do cyber, as well as the federal government. So that's why having Larry in the conversation is uh, very important because uh, you, you know, in, in dealing and working with Crane for, for so long, they, they are very, uh, they're known for their collaborative behavior and their culture is that I think that it's gonna make a beta test out of Chicago uh, very, um, it's, it's gonna allow it to happen, so to speak. So I want to um, shift it over to Phil because Phil, um, very close to me here in Chicago. So Phil is, um, has, has been collaborating with me as well and to, to look at uh, what the framework is uh, to wrap all of this together, to uh, make sure that MBEs uh, can utilize it, make sure they can leverage it, but more also uh, to look at how industry will be receptive of our efforts. So one thing I learned many years ago is that you never do anything in a vacuum. So you bring in the entire conversation and you bring those groups that are going to be utilizing um, the program and can it actually launch. So um, Phil, so would you um, give us a little background about Chicago? I know you did a little bit, but um, I, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about like success of like a mentor protege programs and maybe how we frame this into the conversation 
as we roll it out. So, and, and I, I can't uh, be remiss in saying that we're, uh, Chicago is gonna be the beta test for this. So, um, and I don't know if, I, I guess beta test is correct um, in sort of, uh, you know, the language of academia. But, um, yeah, so, so can you tell us a little bit about, <laughs> about that and, and uh, sort of catch us up to speed and, and as you have in your conversation, because I know you've been doing some informal polling of your corporate members as well as your minority, uh, your MBEs. And as Maria said before, and you know, quote, basically our mission is to support minority-owned business to do work with uh, both uh, private sector and public sector. So businesses, large corporations, and government. So when um, you and I first met and you told me about this opportunity, it was like perfect. Because uh, one of the things I do see the, the problem that it's inherent with uh, cybersecurity and the fact that the United States has basically um, kind of was too dependent on foreign, um, I would say, um, uh, support for that instead of looking inside. And the fact that um, we have the talent and is just uh, basically rethinking how, as Maria said before, it's kind of pivoting some of those large um, number of MBEs that we have in the IT world and to, for them to be uh, basically uh, with a little training, be able to pivot and knowing that it's going to be a different world. And this is where it's needed. And the fact that one of the things that if you're going to do business in cybersecurity, and if you can be a vendor to the Department of Defense, you know you're on a different level already. So to be trained to that level, um, the MBEs in the future, obviously, that, that basically is knowledge learned that can be transferred to any different businesses. So because if you go into for the highest, which I believe the Department of Defense, I'm assuming, Larry, if I'm not speaking out okay, that you are probably going to be the tougher guys to do business with. And if you can, um, if you can get the training and development to do business with the DOD, then those knowledge, the knowledge that you've, you've gained can be transferred to anything. So when um, you, th you spoke about this, I thought this is a perfect opportunity for development of our, our MBEs. As you know, uh, the, the National and our Council has the four pillars. And one is obviously certify to connect, but the third one is to develop. So this is a perfect opportunity for development and advocate as the fourth one for our MBEs to make sure that they get the training that they need, uh, especially because, and uh, Maria, you know this, a lot of our MBEs, believe it or not, are in the IT world. It's an easy entry. Uh, so it, there are a lot of them have the technology knowledge and everything like that, but they haven't, they've been, like I said, put a lot of time into maybe staff augmentation, but the technology, they know how to do the training. It's just shifting and getting the training, figure out where they are. And that's what we have in, in place. So as we develop this and, and we, we can, um, you know, move forward with this, that's exactly what we have. We have the training for our MBEs to be able to do business with Department of Defense. And if they can do business with Department of Defense, they can do business with the entire industries that they are so much needed for the good security. So I look forward to this and I'm excited about this. So, and thank you um, for all of you guys to put this together because it's becoming a reality. I'm extremely excited about that. Phil, thank you. Thank you for that. And uh, so, and I know we only have a few minutes left uh, but really, this this was meant as a, a launch uh, podcast that we'll we'll want to continue to uh, expand upon the program uh, during the webinar on November seventeenth. 
So if we frame it, I mean, we know that there's a lot of barriers for small business to enter into the DOD uh, sector. And not to put you on the spot, Larry, or anything, but there's also uh, conversations now that are really going to further exasperate the situation. When we talk about the cyber maturity model, um, that's actually uh, a national effort that's being rolled out by the U.S. So uh, give us a little snapshot on what the, it's quote unquote CMMC, and this is uh, something that's going to be required of all companies that do business with the DOD to be at a certain cyber maturity level uh, in, order, uh, in order for them just to be prepared uh, or even, you know, uh, entertain the fact of uh, going after contracts. So can you tell us, you know, a little bit about that um, from, you know, your perspective? Yeah, yeah. So the maturity model itself is, is going to be basically a set of standards that the uh, organization has to meet uh, in order to do business um, with, the, with the Department of Defense, like you said. Um, and it has to do more. Um, so if I were looking at it from a, an organization that had a uh, cybersecurity presence or was able to do something, is how secure are, are my systems, right? What is my interface back and forth with the, uh, with the government, with other partnerships? What level am I, am I at to be able to ensure that the data uh, transfer specifically, uh, in this case, is at the level it needs to be in order to, to protect it? So uh, the different CMMC um, requirements are definitely out there. You can look it up. Um, it's, it would take probably longer than we, than we have here to, to talk through it. Um, but again, it's a good gauge of your current readiness. It's a good gauge of uh, the type of standard that the government is definitely going to look for uh, to do business. Um, it is an added, um, it's an added burden in a lot of cases, but at the same time, it's an enabler. So I, wanna, I definitely want to tout it that way. Uh, to say that it's a it's 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 burdensome um, and it is uh, in some cases a little costly uh, for the organization to bring themselves up to that standard. It is still, uh, I believe, going to be a set standard for the rest of uh, of the time that you interface with DoD. So a little bit of pain for for a lot of gain potentially. Um, again, there's a, a lot of aspects to CMMC. Um, I would um, I'm just skimming the surface on this, but it does have to do with data protection. It does have to do with how we communicate. It does have to do with any uh, systems development or anything that we're doing now from the from the ground up. So um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much it in a nutshell. If, if you look at CMMC, um, I wanted to go ahead and pull it up so that it, it was more definitive here. I didn't want to kind of leave it out there like that. So CMMC is the newest verification mechanism designed to ensure that the cybersecurity controls and processes are adequately protected. And this relates to controlled, unclassified information. And this is what basically resides on the defense industrial uh, systems and networks. So that is what CMMC is in a, in a nutshell. And just to back up just a little bit here, um, one of the things that we're trying to do, especially at Crane, and I wanted to put a plug in for our contracts department here, we're trying to make it as easy as possible to bring other vendors in because it, it, A, it increases competition, and it definitely gives us the opportunity to have new, uh, new blood, new looks, new expertise, uh, and create that, that industrial partnership um, that we need, um, and not just rely on, on big organizations or organizations that are surrounding Crane, but to bring in, you know, from coast to coast entities that will, that will assist and help us out in our job. So 
thank you up front. I, I wanted to tell you that um, when we're when we actually put this in place. So we're looking forward to participating. Yeah, I would just add to that. And, you know, with NMSDC being a national organization, I know that we're piloting this in Chicago. Uh, we're excited to be doing that, but we also have 22 other councils. I mean, we are a truly national organization. So we have thousands of MBEs and a big portion of them are in this technology space. So I'm excited. The fact that we can work with the Department of Defense, we can work with all of our affiliate councils, we can lead it from a national organization, working with Purdue. I see the opportunities endless for MBEs and I would encourage MBEs that are watching this to, to join us on November 17th and find out more about it. Because if you're looking to grow into a space that is a growing area and you wanna lean into that area and learn more about it, uh, we'll definitely give you more information. I know we've given a lot here. So I'm really excited for this partnership. When they first mentioned it to me, I jumped right on it. I saw the benefit. I saw the benefit for our network and our MBEs. And I truly do see the benefit for the Department of Defense because this is an untapped uh, group of minority business owners that are excited. They're hungry. Um, they, they do need to grow their capacity and grow their expertise into this uh, space. And so we're here to help. We're here to partner. And I just can't wait till we get started. Bill, do you have any closing? I, I love that. Uh, I think Maria said it very well. Uh, the fact is that we, this is a great opportunity for them. Uh, and so thank you for making that happen. And Larry, the fact that you said those words that you are eager to have new blood, that is music to the ears of both Maria and I. I know that for a fact. So sure. and, and the fact that, you know, for those who, you know, the fact that we're trying to get them to that level of, uh, training and um, I would say certifi certification to be able to do business with the Department of Defense. So that, that's the key thing. We're, we're trying to develop those companies. So MBEs, take advantage of it. If you're listening to this, you know, this is a perfect opportunity to, uh, you know, to pivot and, and grow your business. So, you know, I want to thank uh, the audience for attending and I want to uh, invite them as well um, to the November 17th uh, live webinar which I'm hoping we all uh, can ask everybody back to participate. And James, I'm gonna turn it over to you for closing remarks. Thank you, Doreen. So yeah, definitely today we've heard a lot about uh, industry needs for a diverse cyber workforce and Purdue Cyber Apprenticeship Program was developed in response to the federal government's desire to fill an industry need of over 500,000 jobs, which is the latest figures from CyberSeq um, as of today. So a $12 million U.S. Department of Labor Education and Training Award grant has tasked Purdue University with providing at least 5,000 students a pathway forward to higher education, certifications, and cybersecurity on-the-job learning through apprenticeships by the year 2023. And if you'd like to learn more about the Purdue Cyber Apprenticeship Program, please visit purdue.edu slash PCAP. That's purdue.edu slash PCAP. Again, I'd like to thank Doreen Gonzalez-Gaboyan, Maria Prince, Larry Fink, and Phil Beretta for all joining us all today. And if you do have any further questions, please don't hesitate to contact Doreen Gonzalez-Gaboyan at G-A-B-O-Y-A-N-D at purdue.edu. Thanks for joining us all today. The Purdue Cyber Apprenticeship Program is funded by the U.S. Department of Labor, Employment, and Training Administration Federal Award ID number HG-33038-19-6019.
1.2.6-18 CFDA number 17.268-H-1B job training grants. For more information, visit purdue.edu slash PCAP.